said over 60 this morning. Praise the Lord. God is good. And, uh, and all the time, God is good. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 6. An interesting account here this, after, this afternoon we're going to look at. Just a few verses, but then we're going to jump around and look at a couple other other uh, a couple other uh, accounts of, of things. Uh, one in the New Testament, another one uh, back in Second Kings again, and we're going to try to tie them all together. And uh, just so there's a common theme here. Uh, just, you ever have something that the Lord just kind of put on your mind, and you couldn't seem to get that thought or that kind of that, that's what's happened. Uh, the Lord brought some of these things to mind, and I'm just so thankful that we have a God who, who continues to work, who's not done, and uh, just uh, how gracious he is. 2 Kings 6, verse 1 says, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, into Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And, and one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when he, they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a, a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick, and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand, and he took it. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, what a uh, interesting story uh, of just uh, of another miracle that was performed, Father. Uh, Lord, sometimes it's, uh, it seems like we, uh, we forget just how miraculous you are and what exactly you can do. Lord, I pray that that we never get too far away from, from that knowledge and that understanding uh, that you are a God who is in control and a God who can answer prayer and a God who can work. I pray that you'd help us this morning to stay near. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This account of Elisha, uh, he, Elisha had a school of prophets, uh, young men who were growing up who uh, who he was, who were under his tutelage, and he was, he was, he was teaching, and that's where we find ourselves in, in chapter six, verse one, uh, the prophet of God, in uh, talking with his his his, his young, these young men, the sons of the prophets, and they said, they said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Uh, he says it's not; they're saying it's, it's, it's too small, it's too tight, it ain't big enough. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> Amen. Uh, 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 praise the Lord that uh, if we, that uh, we're almost back to pre-COVID numbers, and uh, and you know who knows what God could do with in, in the next few years. And this isn't a message saying that God's going to build a building or we're going to build a building, uh, but but what a blessing to have a, to have a need for more space. They said so. They said it's it's too straight for us or too small for us. Let us go. We pray thee into Jordan and take thence. Every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. Uh, they, they came down with a plan. They said, uh, It's too small for us to dwell with you here. Uh, uh, maybe it, would we have your permission to go down to Jordan. And we'll all go down with our axes, and we'll all cut down trees, and we'll build a place that we can dwell. Uh, they're down by the Jordan. Uh, many times people lived down by the water. Uh, that way they had access to water. 
And he answered there at the end of verse 2, Go ye. And one said, verse 3, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. I appreciate when you have a young man young man who's wise enough to say, Hey, listen, we maybe don't know everything that we're doing, or it'd be good to have you with them. Now, it didn't say that they needed his help. Um, it doesn't say he lifted an axe. Uh, it doesn't say that uh, they needed his plans, but they asked him to go with them. And whether whether it was the fact that he was a prophet and they, they loved him, whether uh, and they, they respected him and they wanted to, to hear his teaching while they were doing this, we don't know exactly what the reason was behind it. But we know God's reason behind it because God knew what was going to happen. Uh, but they had a love for him. They invited him to go with them, and, and he went. And, and uh, we see that in verse 4. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Uh, it's, it's good when you go ahead and fulfill the, the purpose you went for. Uh, but as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. It's interesting uh, that this young man, this son of a prophet, um, had this thing happen unto him. I don't, I don't know about you, but most sons of the prophets will understand one thing. They don't have a whole lot of money. They're, they're, they're studying. They, how many of you all went to college? Right? Okay, some, some of us did. Right? There's, there's a, a lack of funding when you go to college. It's not like you, you, unless you have wealthy family that can supply you with money and, or you have a job where you're earning money, you don't have a whole lot. So this young man didn't have an axe uh, to, to, to uh, take down there to cut the, to, to cut the wood down. He had to go and he had to borrow an axe. Now Jewish law was that if that, that, uh, that you had to uh, re- repay if uh, something was broken or lost uh, during the usage of it. And so here he is, he's cutting down his tree. And while he's swinging, it, the, the head of the axe falls off. Now, it fell into the Jordan River. Uh, something we need to understand about the Jordan River is that in many places it was very deep. Now, I don't know how deep it was, uh, but uh, it wasn't so deep or it wasn't so shallow that they could just walk out and look for it. Uh, uh, he said a laugh. He was scared. He was worried. He's like, I've lost it. Uh, this guy lent me his, his, his axe, and I've lost the head of the axe. What am I going to do? Because he's not able to return it. He, he began to get worried and uh, uh, he, he began to fear and, and he cried out to the prophet. And the prophet, Elisha, the Bible says he cut down a stick and he threw the stick into the, to, into the water and the, the iron axe head floated. I have never seen that happen in my entire life. It wasn't some kind. Of, it wasn't some trick that he performed. It wasn't. Uh, uh, it wasn't like an additive that he could he put in the water to make it dense and or magnetic. It, it was a supernatural act of God. The, the, the reason I bring this up is this is kind of an odd story. Yes, it is. And but God put it in here for purpose. God doesn't just. God didn't need fillers to take up space. Uh, uh, so as I studied this and I read this, uh, I just appreciated the fact that when they went to do the work, they brought the man of God with them. Uh, they, they had a desire that no matter what they were going to be doing, they weren't there for studies. They were there for cutting down trees. Did anybody ever cut down a tree? Have you ever cut down with an axe? I used to trim. I used to cut down and trim trees for 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 a, a company. It was called a CR Stump Grinding. Uh, we we uh, we would spend all day. We could cut down 10, 15, 20 trees, but we had saws, chainsaws, and and yes, there were times we used axes, but not very often. Uh, the most they ever used an axe was on the roof of a house. That doesn't sound uh, like a good idea unless the house is on fire and you're trying to vent the roof. Uh, uh, but but it's it's a lot of work. 
it is tiring, and you can spend, I mean, you're swinging that axe hard. Listen, when that axe head came off, it didn't just fall in, onto the edge of the river and, and fall in. It fell went way out into the river and to a point where there was no way that this man could have found it. He could have stopped all the work, the work that was going on and, and had everybody stop with their axes and say, hey, we need to find this axe head. Now, number one, nobody, everybody would have laughed at him. They would have said, go buy a new axe for the guy. that you, But he could have done that, and they could have searched the river. But guess what? Chances of them finding it were very slim. Not only was the Jordan River very deep uh, in, in many areas, it, it ran fast, and the water was not clear. Yesterday we went out to uh, we went out to uh, the the lighthouse, the Breakwater Lighthouse. We're walking out there. The water was clear. We were out there uh, halfway out. You could see all the way to the bottom. Uh, you could follow the the ropes down. It was, it was the, the, you don't see the water that clear very often. And uh, Elijah goes, or was it one of the two kids, boys said, "It looks like all the pollution's gone." Well, it's not pollution. It's just the the sky is right and the water's clear and it, it's good. But but it wasn't clear water in in uh, the the Jordan River. There was no way that they could possibly see it. And, and listen, that guy could have reacted in a million different ways. Sometimes when things happen in our lives, when we're, we're just trying to do what's right, we're just trying to, to, to serve the Lord, we're just trying to better ourselves, or better our life, uh, uh, do something, something happens that puts a stop to it. And, so, and, and he could have gotten angry and walked away. He could have, and if he had walked away, guess what? That axe head may have floated to the surface. But, but what I got out of this, for, 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 at least for this young man, was he was near enough to be able to call out uh, to the, the servant of God, the Elisha, the prophet, to do something. And, 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 and then he stayed there until it happened. And when it happened, he was near enough to reach out and grab that, that axe head out of the water. It's important for us to, to make sure that, that we are near enough to, the, to, the, to, to God and to the super, the, that we can be near during the super times when we need him to do something supernaturally in our lives. Sometimes we just give up because we think whatever it is that we've lost, we can't get back. I can remember a time when my mom made me search the mud and the leaves of a of an old spring for some glasses that I dropped in there when I fell in. I had no hope of finding them. It was only by the grace of God that I found them. But sometimes we, we stop trying to, we, we don't look because we just don't think there's any hope. We don't think that there's any end to it, that there's any chance we'll find it. How many times have we gone to read our Bible and gone through those periods when and it just seems like God's not there? It happens to everybody. Don't make me don't make me feel like I'm by myself. It, it happens to everybody. There's times when we'll we'll go through periods of, in our life, and it's it's not like we always are on this Christian this this high. We like to pretend that we are, and, and we won't necessarily tell anybody that we're going through those valleys uh, in, in our life when when we're, where we read and God isn't necessarily speaking to us, or it, it could be for any number of reasons. Uh, sometimes just because of sin in our lives. Other times it's it's a test. Other times it's God's trying to to, to help us to lean more upon him and to search more for him or to hunger for him. In fact, the truth is many times the reasons we're losing the things that we're losing is because it creates in us an understanding of just how valuable it was. That young man with that axe, uh, he's, he takes it out there. He's, I'm sure he's not 
worried about losing it in the, in the water. If he, if he realized how valuable it was, maybe he wouldn't have taken it out there. But when the, when, the, when the time came when he lost it and he realized he was going to have to repay this man, suddenly it had value to him. And, and so, so it's at those times that, that we realize there's a value in that thing that we lost. There's nothing more that will cause me to hunger after the Lord than a time when uh, it's, I, 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 hit the, I hit that dry period. Where I, I, I'm, I'm desired, and Lord, you've spoken to me before. God, I know you're there. God, Lord, please. I read through the book of Psalms and hear the, and see the, 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 the read the, the Psalms of David and the, those times that he struggled. Oh, Lord, how long wilt thou wait? And those times have caused him to, to write, as a deer pants for the water. So my soul longeth after thee. Actually, the, the Bible says, as the heart. We, we rewrote that when we wrote the song. It's interesting. But all this came about, this man this man brought along the man of God, the, or these men brought along the man of God, and then when the need arose, they were able to cr- cry out and call unto him, and they were close enough, they had drawn near enough to be near the supernatural, the, the, to, to reach out and, and, and be a part or take part in the miracles of God. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew, or sorry, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. This won't be a long message. There's really only one point. But we're going to take a little while to get there. Mark chapter 5, we find ourselves a, a woman in verse 25. Describes her as a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. This is a very familiar account. I preached on it several times. But she understood something that we need to, again, not that it's nothing new, it's just something that we need to be reminded of sometimes, I think. Notice here it says that she had an issue of blood for 12 years. This is a problem that had been going on for a long time. I don't know about you, uh, but uh, after a while I might have given up. Next verse said that she had suffered many things from many doctors. Uh, other passages that are talking about the same woman said that she had spent all that she had uh, uh, for these treatments. And if you've done any study on the treatments that, that, the, that they used back then to try to take care of, of these things, man, she suffered. <laughs> it, it was not pleasant. The, 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 the bleedings and the, uh, the putting on of the, the leeches and all of the other terrible things that they would do to try to fix a problem that the, uh, they didn't understand and, and, and none of them understood. For 12 years she suffered these things. She spent everything. And, and listen, and on, on top of all of it, not only did was she weak and tired and just run down and, and, and uh, she was alone because uh, with this particular problem, uh, she was considered unclean because she was continually bleeding. It was a, uh, There was no staunching of the blood. There was never a point in time when, when she wasn't unclean. So she wasn't able to spend time with her family and she wasn't allowed to be around crowds. She wasn't allowed to touch people. Uh, she couldn't go to a potluck and fellowship with folks. Uh, she couldn't go to the tabernacle because she was considered unclean. For 12 years she lived like this. She was an outcast in her society. 
don't know about you, but I might just give up. Today, if somebody goes through that, they go into they, they get into a deep depression. Uh, uh, and many people take their lives. I don't know what's, if, how much suicide was a, a problem back in those days, but it may have been an answer that she had thought of. I love the next verse. Well, actually, it says in verse 26, I don't like this part. It says, she spent all that she had and had nothing better, but rather grew worse. Instead of going and getting answers or going at least staying the same, her problem just continued to progress worse and worse, and which means she grew weaker and weaker, and, more, and there was more pain involved, and there was more bleeding, and maybe she couldn't even hide it. She may at times have tried to hide it, but been unable to do it. It would have been a difficult, terrible, terrible disease to have to deal with. But the next verse I love, it says, When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now, uh, she's, she's heard of him. She's, she's heard of the great fame of, of, of the, 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 all the miracles that he has performed, the, the, the lame people that are now walking, the blind people that can see, the, uh, the, 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 the deaf that can hear, the dumb that can speak, the, those that had, been, uh, those that had, uh, had their minds and bodies controlled by evil spirits, uh, uh, like the, the wild man of Gadara, how he broke... Uh, they were able to break free from that, and and and, and Christ had set them free from those things. Oh, I mean, what a thing to hear! And, and maybe she'd heard of Lazarus rising from the dead. If there's anybody that can heal me, it's going to be this guy. And when, so when she heard of him, she's coming in, and he's he's already traveling from one place to another to to heal somebody else, according to other passages of scripture. And she he, he's surrounded by people. They're all they're all there. They want to see the miracles that he's performing. They they're all a part of this. And and she's got to figure out a way to get to him. She she has to figure out a way to to draw near. And she gets down, and according to other passages, and she lowers herself because she doesn't just touch him on the shoulder. The Bible says she touches the hem of his garment. That which is near to the ground, she so maybe she had to even get down on the ground and crawl between people's legs and and, and reach out and, and touch it. And when she did, the Bible says the Bible says that immediately the blood was staunched. There wasn't a slowing down. This wasn't a a, a, a treatment that took a, a period of time to fix. Uh, this was it was immediate. It immediately knew she, she knew that she was all better. I don't. I believe it's not just that the blood the bleeding stopped, but suddenly her strength returned and the pain was gone and it was all finished. But not only did she know it, so did Jesus. Because if you remember, the Bible says he turned around and he says, "Who touched me?" <laughs> and the disciples said. What do you mean, who touched you? Look at all the people around. Everybody's touched you. And, 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 and he, said, he said, somebody touched. Listen, she came purposely, not just to touch him, to be near him, but she, she touched him. She was looking for that supernatural work that could only come from Christ. Even though she'd suffered for 12 years, she never gave up. Even though that nobody else had an answer, she, she continued to seek after it. And as soon as she heard of it, she saw Jesus. How important is it for us to, to draw near to the Lord in our time of need, uh, looking for help? Listen, uh, every, the answer to every one of our problems can be found in Jesus Christ. And I'm not trying to be mystical and say that you don't have to take any medicines or, or go to doctors or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But at the root of any of our greatest problems, the, the, the answer is always Jesus Christ. We can go through difficult times and we can still be faithful and trust God because of Christ. 
this last year and and almost a half now of a pandemic, uh, the, 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 all the stuff that's gone on, and that there's been fear mongering, and there's been there's been worry. And listen, I'm not saying that there's not anything to be feared. I'm not saying that the the, the the virus wasn't real or isn't real. It obviously is. I had it. Uh, I'm not saying that people haven't died from it. They they have. I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm trying. I don't want to get into the politics of it. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, there's no. I have never had any fear of it because God's in control. God is in control, and, and nothing's going to happen to me unless God, unless God allows it to happen to me. And if he wants it to happen to me, then nothing is going to stop it. So why fear? Why allow that fear and that, that pain to, to overwhelm me? Man, there are people that, are, that have been so overwhelmed. It's, it has literally completely just overwhelmed their minds, so they can't think of anything else. And, and it's... it's, it's and, and, if you watch the news, that's all they talk about. Unless it's racism time, then they talk about that too. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to downplay racism. That's a terrible wickedness that should never be come out of the mouth of any Christian or be in the heart of any any child of God because we're all one in Christ. Amen. Uh, but it's it's like the, the they, they're trying to shove that stuff in our minds through our ears and through our eyes. And if we allow it, it will overwhelm us. The truth is always found in Christ, and our, our greatest hope is to always be near. Uh, I, I will say there are times when, 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 when God uh, does not answer right away. There are times when we pray and we're seeking God, an answer from God, and, 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 and he doesn't answer right when we want him to answer. And it wouldn't it be great if God just always gave us healing when we asked for healing, and God always, uh, always immediately took care of our financial problems as immediately as soon as we asked for it. That would be great. But the Bible also teaches this word called uh, uh, this 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 word called. Uh, I'll search the note. Uh, the continual praying, continual knocking, continual seeking. Um, I lost the word. So Luke chapter eleven. So let's turn there. I don't know why I lost the word, but importunity. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, this, this idea of importunity. Uh, there are times when God wants us to pray and wants us to seek and wants us to continue praying. Not just once, but to, but to continue to be there and to seek. Why? Because it, it, it causes us to lean on him more. And the truth is, we are, we are a needy people and we should lean on him. Most of the time, though, we'll try to lean on everything else first. And, and if we do lean on him, it's only for a short period of time, and then we'll take it all back and say, no, I'll, I'll carry this for a while. Well, I'll just cast all your cares upon him. Not, not just part of the time, but all the time. Turn back to Second Kings, but this time we're going to look at chapter 5. Second Kings chapter five. Chapter five, we meet a man named Naaman. Now Naaman, captain of the hosts of the king of verse one, captain of the hosts of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he 
the leper. And Naaman was uh, was a a, a a captain for the the army of the king. He was he was a man of valor. He was a man that God had used. He was honorable. Uh, uh, he was a man that God had used to to, 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 to free Syria at some point in time. Uh, uh, he was he was a, a great man, but he had a problem. And we we know this is the account of uh, of Naaman and and, and the, the leper being freed from his leprosy or cured of his leprosy. Uh, uh, happened to have a little servant girl who, in the conversation with his with Naaman's wife, said, "There is a man that I know of that could cure your husband Naaman. Man, I wish that he, that he would get there somehow." The king found out about it, and and, and he sends Naaman back to to meet this mighty man of God who could heal him of his leprosy. Now Naaman's got his his entourage, his chariots, and and all these these uh, the, the men carrying the flags, and, and they're in full suits of armor because he's a mighty man. He's a he's a he's a he's a proud man, and he's coming along there. And they come to the place where where the the, the man of God is, and he doesn't even come out to say hi. I mean, Naaman in his mind and thinks he's going to come out and cry out unto God and strike his hands and man, bam. He's going to be clean and pure. That's what he has in his mind. Instead, the man of God sends a servant out and says, tell him to go take a bath in the Jordan River, dip seven times. And Naaman's angry about this. It says, it says here, uh, it says, uh, but Naaman, verse 11, was wroth and went away and said, behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and whatever the name of that river is of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? How may, may I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. He was this close! There's the river. There's the man of God who sent his messenger out and said, Hey, this is what you need to do. And he came to the man of God who, 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 who had a hold of God, who had the ability and, and the, 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 the wisdom to be able to, 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 to perform this miracle. Because listen, it was a miracle. This healing of leprosy wasn't something that happened on a daily basis. You couldn't just go to the doctor for it. That's why they went to the man of God for it. But because of his pride, because he expected something more, he was this close to healing and he walked away angry. Well, thankfully, he, did, he had somebody to whisper in his ear to calm him down and said, hey, maybe you could go back. He says, but, whoa, whoa, but you don't understand the waters and, and the water of the Jordan River is dirty and filthy. And, and, and it, I've seen it. It's dirty. He says, aren't these waters better? He said, go over there. Listen, we don't need to read the rest of the story. He goes back and he goes down and washes himself seven times. But listen, if he had stopped as short as six times in that river, can I, can I tell you what would have happened? He would have walked away as a leper. How important is it for us to, to, to draw nigh and to draw near and to, to never quit when seeking the, the power and the presence of God? We pray for revival. How close do we get before we quit? Stop praying. Praying for, for God to work in a marriage. And, and, and you get to the point where you're like, it's been years. And I don't think there's anything more I can do. And you, you quit. And guess what? There's no healing. You pray for your children who walked away from the Lord. Or, or pray for your children to get saved. And you don't see any working of God. In life. And you just give up. 
How many families have been lost? How many children have walked away? How many people haven't gotten saved because we came close, but in our pride or in our hurt or in our pain, we walked away? We were talking this morning about the church and how God's not done. God is not done with Fellowship Baptist Church. He is not done with us. You know why I know that? Because we're still here and we're still breathing. There have been times, uh, with, hey, listen, if we would harden our hearts, we could be here until the last one of us is dead. Or we can allow our hearts to be broken and be molded by the Holy Spirit and continue to seek the face of God and, and make sure that we're, we're, we're living right and serving right and, and doing everything God's called us to do, examining ourselves, examining our church, make sure, hey, listen, we want to make sure everything's right. I don't want to hinder God in any way. If we do that, guess what? God will use us. I was reading this morning, or uh, this afternoon, um, a letter here uh, by uh, Brother Frank. We got this in the mail. Brother Frank's missionary to the prisons. Can't get in the prisons. Because of all this COVID stuff, they haven't been in any of the prisons for over a year. It starts out with, this is what it starts out with. I've tried it my way for 33 years. It's time I tried it God's way. These are the words of a man named James, who he said to me as we walked Talks about a spiritual condition. James has been in and out of jail and prison since he was 16 years old. He was dropped off and conquered by by an Uber that the jail he had just been released from put him in. They had sent him to his last known address, not realizing that that was Concord State Prison. He was walking to a gas station and passed the church where Brother Frank was working, and he said something. Something told him he needed to come back to the church and talk to somebody. Brother Frank was able to leave the Lord. The man spent his life in prison. When he got out of jail, they sent him back to his last address, which was prison. How terrible is that? But it wasn't an accident, by the way. Because Brother Frank, who's not able to do what God has called him to do, has been busy and faithful right where God has him. And he was there and sensitive to the spirit, just like that Ethiopian, like like Philip was with the Ethiopian eunuch. And that man turned around and came back, and there he was working in the yard of the church, and he was able to lead to the Lord. God's not done with us. This this pan, this this pandemic has seemed to put a halt to a whole lot of things. We're, we're getting ready to start up a whole lot of things. We, it seems like we have a meeting every single week and uh, trying to get things back to the way they were. And, but listen, if, if all we do is get back to having Sunday school class and get back to having, uh, uh, listen, if, if we're not building the church, if we're not serving the Lord, if we're not seeing people saved, what are we doing? It's not just about having classes again. That's, that, that's, that's not the goal. The goal is to further the kingdom. Let's not give up before it's too late. And we're this close. Who cares if I have to wear a mask? I hate masks. I'll say that, and I'm on the internet. I'll tell you all, I've got one on. This thing drives me nuts because I can't scratch my nose. I don't suck it into my mouth, which needs to be for, but, but when you can't scratch something, it, it's just that much worse. And I tell you, I want to rip my face off right now. Uh, but I, I, I hate masks. But this is just a thing. It's just a mask. doesn't stop me from telling somebody about Christ. 
we've, I'll be honest, I think we've let this stuff hinder the work of God and hinder us in serving the work of God, in the work of God. Because it's an, an extra straw that we have to carry on our back. Christ carried a whole lot more. And it, yeah, it's, it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to tell you how your job's been with having to wear one of these things all day. It's, it, it, it's a pain. I, I, I understand it. I don't have to wear it as much as, as, as most people do. But let's not let this stuff hinder us from seeing the work of God. My goal isn't to have 82 people here. We, we were averaging about 80 before COVID. My goal isn't to see 80 people here. My goal is to see people saved and baptized. My goal is to see new Christians brought up in the, under, in the word of God and discipled. My goal is to see old Christians out bringing new Christians in. See people serve and see our church be what God's called us to be. I can tell you this. That the mandates upon the church at Thessalonica and Philippi and Rome are a whole lot worse than what we've ever had to deal with. The churches in Bosnia and Syria and all, and all these that are there right now are a whole lot worse than we'll ever have to deal with. I read, I believe it was on a Wednesday night, uh, the Brother Harmon's letter. No, not Brother Harmon's letter. Brother Spears' letter. They got to go back for three weeks before they got shut down again. They weren't even allowed to walk to the park. But in that time, before they shut them down, they were able to see three or four people get saved and baptized. You gotta help us to not quit when we're this close to seeing God do something miraculous. Let's not walk away, let's not give up. Let's not get overwhelmed and fearful. But realize that the only answer is Jesus Christ. The only power we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. All we need to do is be faithful. May God help us. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for how you work. Lord, we are, we are unworthy. Lord, I, I pray that you would help us, each one of us, to, to continue on, to, to be faithful, Lord, to see... Uh, all that it is that you have prepared for us, Lord, to help us to accomplish those things that you called us to, Lord. I, I pray that you would equip us, each one of us, Father, uh, with not just with the desire to see you to work, but with that which we need to to do the work, Lord. The, the, your word tells us to pray for to pray for laborers in the harvest. Help us to do that, but Lord, help us also to be the laborers in the harvest. Help us to, to share with our neighbors and our loved ones and uh, those across the street. Help us to pray for our missionaries and, and give to our missionaries. Help us to take on and support as many as we can, Lord, that we might get the gospel in places that we can't go on our own. God, help this church to be your church, Lord. Help us to live our lives in a way that brings honor and glory to you, spotless, Lord, um, holy, at least attempting to be as holy as we can through the Spirit and through the Word. And God, may you be glorified in everything that's said and done. We are so thankful, Father, for what you've done. Thankful that you're not done with us. 
that you will continue to work in us, Lord, that you will continue to use us for the furtherance of your gospel uh, in reaching the lost here in Augusta and in all the towns around us. Lord, may you have your way with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.